This show is intended for mature audiences. Topics of adult content, triggers, and explicit language may be discussed with or without warning. All thoughts and opinions belong to our hosts and do not reflect the original creator's own intentions. Spoilers for the book will be discussed, and while most discussion will revolve around the picked book, we do not guarantee there will be no spoiler warnings for other books or series. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Biblio Madness, a podcast for book lovers, where we discuss our current and favorite reads. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm your host, Lakin. Today, in this episode, um, we are very excited to present the overview of the what I absolutely captivating novel, uh, Crush, by Tracy Wolf. This is the second installment in the Crepe series. Um, if you have not listened to our first episode, go back and listen to that before you come into oh, this Oh yeah, one. there's going to be a lot of spoilers. Because this is going to be spoiler heavy. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about a sequel without spoilers. Um, but yeah, get ready to join us in this uh, ride throughout these pages as we discuss these compelling characters, intricate plot twists. Um, this was just a real emotional <laughs> roller coaster <laughs> from like start to end. Um yeah, from the romance it has to the mystery, um, this this kept me on my toes the whole time. I think kept me flipping through all yeah, the pages. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I could, I could not put this book down. You read it very, very. Quickly. I read it incredibly fast. Um, so yeah, if all of you who are out there listening, if this is your first time, um, grab Welcome. something uh, cozy, get ready to snuggle in with us as we get into this book and. Say that. <laughs> it's okay. Welcome. Grab something cozy, as in a drink, a snack, a blanket, a couch, a reading nook, an outside chair, anything that works that you're listening. And if you're cozy as walking or running, have fun and good luck. Be safe. Not me. No, not me either. <laughs> I'll walk. I won't. I used to run, but it hurts my knees and ankles now, and everything's in pain. So I there's, don't. There's too much pain involved in running right now. Yep. Lots of pain. But as we discussed, Crush, we both. We read this book so quickly. Yes. I think it was a week for both. Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember. I would say that if I did not have children, this book would have been read in like a day or two. Because, <laughs> yeah. Fair. But um, unfortunately, life happens and you can't always, you know, read it as fast as you want. But it was it was a quick read. It was very, very quick. <laughs> very quick read for a 700 page book, I would say. Yeah, it didn't feel like 700. Yeah, because, like, sure. the, the third book that we're currently reading, I'm already, like, 200 pages in, I think. I can't remember. I think, I think I'm think i a little bit further than You have to be at 300 by I'm now. I'm more, more three or four. 400, I think. Yeah. About halfway. Maybe a little bit more <laughs> halfway. than Halfway. We can't, if we say 400 <laughs> pages and that's halfway. Tracy, I don't know how she made six books in three, three years. That's two books a year. Just, yeah, this is, it's, like a testament to her because not only is it like all of the books are like that length and she put them out that good. quickly they're all good and you all like I don't know it doesn't feel they're like all you're reading that much I found out that one of my friends um she also read the whole series and she's just had Karen's left oh really and she loved it she nice. also compared it to Harry Potter yeah so I was like it does oh, have that vibe. I finally found one person <laughs> and can you guess that person it was Faith it was Faith it was Faith nice so now we can talk to Faith about very exciting. All of my sister-in-laws. <laughs> Both of them. All two. Yeah, all two. All two of them. Both read. All right. So, where do you book over read? We're going to start with Crush. It's the continuous story of Grace and Jackson from Crave. And Crave left us off at a big 
big cliffhanger. Giant cliffhanger. Um, so we didn't really talk about the last hundred pages in the first no. episode when we talked about Crave, because we didn't want those of you in the audience to be spoiled for that. Yep. But, like I said, we're probably going to be discussing this. Yep. <laughs> this is book two. You've had time. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't read it. Sorry, we gave you two weeks. And <laughs> if you want to skip this episode, I understand. It's yeah, okay. If you still haven't read it, just pause it, read it, and come back. Yeah, come back after you read it. No offense. If but, you um, want it spoiled before, then I also understand because <laughs> I have a friend who goes to the back of a book first and then reads the last sentence. I cannot do that. No. Before reading the book to see if she'll like I it. I can't. I can't. Or do she'll you know, read the last chapter. Do you know how many, like, books that I would have had, like, completely spoiled everything if I had done that? Crave. Crave would have been and one crush. of them. And Crush. I forgot about that. Holy cow. Crush's last we'll sentence. That. <laughs> um, but anyways, for what we're talking about, <laughs> like we said, the continuation of Grace and Jackson's story, and we have a wrench thrown into the whole cog. The last sentence of Crave was Hudson trying to kill Jackson. Hudson's back. Yay. Yay. I, I like Hudson. I... You don't. I do. No, I didn't say that. Listen, okay, I did not like Hudson at the beginning, <laughs> but I think Hudson we hater. weren't supposed to. <laughs> but I always knew Hudson was who that we were. As soon as he was written into the equation, I was like, this is going to be our final our final guy Because here. <laughs> Hudson and Grace have chemistry. They... Jackson and Grace were too easy. Yes, they were too easy. It was a very... Um, we talked about how much we love Jackson and Grace in the first episode, and I think that still stands true for me. Yeah. But they very much had, like, a first puppy love in my eyes. Like, it was very sweet. Yeah. And I think it was something that both of them needed in that time in their lives, yeah. but it's not the tension and the chemistry and the real banter that we get with Hudson and yeah. Grace. And we're getting to, like, we're, that's this is farther to the end of the book, so we're going to hold off because I'm, I'm about to spoil yeah. something real big real <laughs> quick, and I'm trying real hard Normally not to. Normally it's me that's having a hard time not spoiling. I, 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 it's page 326, I think, that I'm thinking of. The whole thing that I told you and I predicted in the uh, first book happened. We're still, in, okay, well, it kind of happened. <laughs> like, kind of happened? We have. Girl. Girl, you're fooling yourself. But I'm, in the, I'm further in the third book than you, and I know things that you don't. But I know men well enough to say that that man and Flint are supposed to be so, together. So, you mentioned this in the last episode. Yeah, That I you did. think Jackson and Flint are going 100%. to be together. 100%. And third, she doesn't believe me. I don't, I didn't say I didn't believe you. I didn't at first. Now, after reading this book, there is a line where Jackson... You know, they're enemies to lovers. That's their plot line is enemies to lovers. They were friends to enemies to lovers. That is the, that is it. It's a good we'll, plot. We'll see how they go, okay? Because right now, it's not how it's going in the third book. Well, by the time you get to the fifth book, you're going to be like, well, Rachel but knew. Your your theory is proving more correct, though, because we found Every out day. in this book. We find out in Crush that Flint is gay. Yeah, we find out Flint's gay. Which he's actually had a crush it. on Jackson, like, their whole life. Yeah, no guy who is not gay, and I have no, like, he would be dating a girl, most likely, if he was straight. Who? Anyone. Oh, Do you know how many girls oh, yeah. flaunted themselves at Flint? If he was straight, he could have had, he would have at least been a player, or at least just been somebody who was looking for a long-term relationship, but 
he would have shown more signs. Yeah. Than being just goofy the whole time and not caring about women at all. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm spooking the baby. Ready and it's okay. It's okay, baby. Mommy's voice loud. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree with that. So it's proving more true. We'll, I guess we'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see. I'm calling. Freaking out. <laughs> I know, I can see. I am calling it right now. It's going to happen. Yeah. I believe um, it 100%. Oh. Nothing's been disproven. Nothing has been disproven in your theory. None. So I can't say it's not right. One part of my theory did come true. Yeah. The first part. So the second part has to. It we'll just see. makes sense. We'll see. He's not going to end with a, up with Macy, and you want Jackson to be happy. I don't think that's... Okay, we're... <laughs> Tangent. Yeah, very we'll come back to this because I have I have points I have to bring up, but it comes in in the third book, so we'll probably touch back on this conversation <laughs> in the next episode too. LOL. <laughs> it's fine. I will just put a pin in it at we'll see for me. If I have to look forward to Macy and Jackson in a relationship, I'm gonna oh, get mad. <laughs> no, I I definitely don't think that's gonna happen. Okay. Even with anything else, I don't. It's about to be happen. like like. <laughs> If you're no. telling me that right now, mm-mm. no, there's other relations hinted at for Macy in the third book that we have. So, we'll see. Anyways, Ooh. um, <laughs> that's that's exciting. Just kind um, yeah. What but were you talking about? We got off on a really bad tangent, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I just needed to get that off my chest because this book enlightened so much to do with my theory. But the storyline is what we were talking about. The brief so book sad. overview, a uh, lot of action. This book is like I would compare it to Goblet of Fire and. Mm-hmm. Hogwarts is very similar. Yeah, it is, um, as compared to the first book, it is very fast-paced. Yep. There's a lot that happens. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of action. Um, a lot, the stakes are a lot higher yep. in this book. And you still get the feeling of speed reading because the chapters are like a page or two pages or three pages. The longest I've seen is like maybe five pages long. Mm-hmm. They're not long at all. No. Very quick. Very, I think that she went basically by... 10 minute, 15 minute increments of talking. It was yeah. something with Switch. I'm going to have to adjust the too high. It's, it's like okay. Red. <laughs> Give me a second. Move this way, baby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. You're comfy, but you're so All right, back to where we were. Good. All right, so I would say let's start with first impressions before we get to character development, because that's what we've gone over. We've gone over basically our first impressions of the whole entire book, Mm -hmm. but when we get into Crush after Crave, all we know is that she, did they even say in Crave that she turned to stone? No, I think at the very end of Crave, like the last sentence, was like Hudson was swinging the sword at her and she jumped in front of Jackson and then it all went like black. black. Yeah. So when you go into Crush, we don't even know if Grace is alive. <laughs> yeah, we don't know anything about Grace. Oh yet. no, we do. I take that back. We do know what kind of happens because there's a point of view from Jackson yeah. at the end of Crave. You're very awake. There's a point of view from Jackson where they think they're talking about her and, like, kind of, he wants them to have answers, right? He 
talking to, um, I have to move this because I have to know. I was like, I can't hear you in the headphones, but I can hear you. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Um, Jackson, Jackson's point of view at the end of Crave. Yes. It's where he, Macy, and Uncle Flynn, Finn, are like all talking about like how to get her out of stone. Yes, that's true. That is at the end of the creep. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. But in Crush, we're going into the series. She wakes up in the middle of nowhere, starts walking around the halls. Everybody's staring at her, but that's atypical for them in the beginning for this school. Like yeah. they always stared at her. She's always. She didn't think anything like wrong with it. Um, no. She does like, yeah. Um, who she runs into? She runs into Mecky, right? She runs into Mecky, and then she sees Flint, but then Hud's. No, no, She's, no, yeah. not yet. We don't she know She sees that. Flint, and then she runs into, Flint starts screaming for her, like, hey, Grace, hey, Grace, and the teacher yeah. was a wolf, there's, I believe. There's a teacher for, yeah. that comes and takes her back to, like, the office. Says that she uncle. needs to go see her uncle and needs to find Jackson. So after they talk and they find each other, they, Grace is confused. Like, I Yeah, everyone's, confused. like, and she out. went up to Mecky and was like, hey, we need, I was looking for you. We have a book. What was it? Hamlet. Hamlet. They were, Hamlet they were reading for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Not podcast. It's fine. For their literature class. For their literature. <laughs> reading for a podcast. Who, who knows about that? Hey. <laughs> What's up, Buke? Are you are you situated? Because if you're not, we can still take a quick oh, break. Oh, we're fine. I'm I'm good. Okay. Even if he unless he starts crying. Okay. So once we'll start back here. Just a heads up, editing Rachel. One, two, three. Once um she figures out and they finally get her into the office with her uncle. Her uncle and Jackson kind of explain what happened. Now we're gonna probably not give all of the details away. Because we hope you're reading the series along, or you're going to want to read the series. They explain, like, what happened. She was she was stoned. Yeah. She's a, they we, told her what she was. Yeah, we find out. Do you want to say what she is? I feel like we're going to mention what she is. You have to. It's hard not to. It's kind of what the rest of the series yeah. <laughs> She's a gargoyle. We find out that Grace is a gargoyle. Like, yeah. the first one in, like, thousands, thousands of years. Thousands of years. Um, and she had been trapped in stone. In her stone form for, like, four months. Yes. She's been MIA. That's such a long time to be stuck. It Can is. you imagine being gone for four months, stuck in a space unknown to humanity? Yeah. And the worst part about this is Grace has, like, complete amnesia about it. She yeah. remembers nothing about being For like, those whole time. four months. All of those months are gone for her, so she has no idea what's going on. She doesn't think time passed. And then she was told. And when she saw Jackson, she was skinny. Yeah, Jackson had small. been withering away, which bless his heart. He, uh, I feel terrible for Jackson. <gasps> I know you don't think I feel bad for Jack. I love him. I do, but I don't think he's meant to be with Grace. I don't think he is either. I know that he's not. I knew that it was too easy in the first place. Yeah, book. it just breaks my heart. Like, the whole situation breaks everyone's my heart. heart. Is Let me just say that, like, I have a permanent crack in my heart right now where we're at with Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I... Jackson's so 
Oh, good. He needs he needs to be happy. I'm I still think Flint's going to do it. But right no matter what his end is, if it's not Flint, I still think he deserves to be happy. I do, too. He's, like, my tortured also, little soul, and I just want to, like, Yeah, the first happy. few chapters of Covet <laughs> even explains how good he is. Yeah. Uh, with what he gave up. Yes. You remember that? I do. We're not going to talk about that. You guys talk about that in the next we'll episode of the series. <laughs> but, like, it explains how good of a person he is. All right. So, Grace coming back without any of her memories. And we jump into the fact that Jackson, very, very skinny, seems very unhealthy. Something happened while she was gone. Mm-hmm. And now that I know what happened, I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, her uncle tries to explain everything. Her uncle and Jackson fight about what they should do to fix things because she's a gargoyle. Mm-hmm. Like, go back to normal daily life or do this. And, you know, go back and forth with the typical character development. A lot yeah. of banter, a lot of good conversation. Jackson freaks out when he sees her. He's so happy to see her. And she's like, what's going on? Doesn't understand yeah, at all. She's not, like, even aware, like, why he's so relieved <laughs> to see her. Or I think it starts to click for her, though, when she sees, like, how dramatically he looks. Because, yeah, they make, they take, they took the whole chapter, which, again, is, like, two pages, but to describe how different he looks. Yeah, yeah, they did. And so, so I think it starts clicking there in her brain, that, like, you know, there's been a gap of time. There's something that's gone on. So, with all that, her coming back as a gargoyle, Hudson being MIA, which is a big thing. No one knows where Hudson is. They yes. thought she had Hudson. They just... They didn't know whether he was, um whether she was trapped in there with him or whether he was like still out on the loose somewhere they had no idea what happened to hudson after that because he like disappeared and he disappeared when grace turned to stone yep so hudson's mia everyone's freaking out everybody's happy to see her everyone's happy that she's back um You're okay. I was going to say you need to pull your mic up a little bit, but I'm scared that it's going to hit the baby. Um, after that, what were your first impressions with the look of Jackson? What the were look of Jackson? Yeah. Um, it broke my heart. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I don't know, him oh. being so worried and, like, beat up with, like, guilt over, which that's the thing we have with Jackson a lot, is that he bears, like, the weight of the world and its yeah. problems on his shoulders. Like, but everything is his responsibility. Turns out to be a toxic trait later. It is very toxic. It's it, a very it, toxic trait. Even at the beginning, it's not a good trait, because, oh. like, he's taking on all of this guilt and internalizing it that he's not responsible for. And, I mean, we kind of yeah. see touches of that even in the first book, um, with his guilt about Hudson and killing his brother. He takes on all of the responsibility. Yeah. He thinks everything is his his job. His and, job because of how powerful he is. Yeah, his whole, like, I guess mantra is, you know, like, I'm strong to protect yeah. those that are weaker than me, so it's my responsibility to make sure that everybody else is okay. Which isn't ideal for Jackson. No. But we do finally figure out where Hudson is. Yes, we do. So, I mean, for, pretty early on we figure yeah, out. Yeah, because the whole book is about yeah. getting Hudson out. And I think it comes out into play, though, when... Because uh, Jackson and Grace are ecstatic over seeing each other again, and their mating bond, you know, is like electrifying, it's electrifying sparking, and sparking, and so they can't keep their hands off of each other. In um, all the ways. Yeah, and Grace, you know, they're kissing, and then she hears like this voice in her head that says, "Like, stop, not with him." 
and we're all like, what, pardon? Huh? <laughs> not with him? Why not? Yeah, so she's like, can't hug him, she can't kiss him, she can't be around him without this voice just saying, no, no, yeah. ew, gross. She has like, this, like, repulsed feeling whenever she's yeah. around Jackson, which, you know, is very problematic for your being around your boyfriend. You can't. Your mated, with him mated boyfriend, mated. That's important because yeah. in these fantasy books that we read, this is like next level. It's more than just boyfriend girlfriend. It's this more is... than just husband husband wife. Yeah, it's mate on a, out rules. It's on a soul deep level. Yeah, because you're actually physically connected to the other person. You can feel the on other a spiritual person. level, which um, is what so. Were you say? I was gonna. It's it's crazy that she couldn't touch him without hearing the voice in her head. Which, what we find out about this voice turns out to be Hudson, because yeah. he doesn't like making out with his brother. Yeah, so, well, I think it's more than that. We It's definitely more than but that. But they weren't before. Huh? Before what? Okay, so, what we just said, Hudson is in her head, right? Yes. And Hudson has been with her. The, the whole time. The, the entire time since they turned to stone. So they have four months of history together yes. inside Grace's head. That yes. Grace can't remember. Hudson remembers Hudson everything. Hudson remembers everything. And that's kind of stuck because Hudson was stuck in her head like, hey, yo, yeah, wh- what's going on? I know you. And she's like, I don't know you. And she goes, I know, but, but I know you. Yeah. So, I mean, like, first impressions of Hudson um, from the first book, you know, we all think yeah. that he's just some, like, crazy psychopath that has no reason for what he did. Yes. Right? Um we kind of start to see that that's not the case with very Hudson quickly. very quickly. Um, because even Grace, like, refers to him, like, at the beginning. Yeah. Of, like, oh, like, I can't trust him. He's responsible for all of this. And Hudson's, like, got this, like, really? You know you know absolutely nothing. Like, you can't yep. judge me for this. And I think the ironic thing here that hit me, like, in the face, because my favorite quote from Crave was history playoff. is written by the winner. Yeah. And Hudson's history was written by Jackson. Because Jackson, yeah. Written mm-hmm. by everyone else who saw him for what they wanted to see. Because, like, Caleb said this, like, two seconds ago. Whatever someone perceives of you is their truth, is their truth in their reality. Mm-hmm. So no matter what your intentions are, what you're perceived as is the truth to everyone else. And that goes into a whole humanity situation, which is problematic. But that's reality. So yeah. if I'm not psychotic and everyone decides I am in the world, why not pretend that I am? Like not why even not try to be anything. Why why try to be anything different? Yeah, why I can't prove if a psychotic person telling you I'm not psychotic, it's not going to do anything. A killer telling you them telling you they're not a killer yeah. when every person thinks you're a killer. I'm sorry, You're this still a just killer. made me think of Zootopia. I know, right? Because, <laughs> like, for, I don't know, for any of those that have seen the movie, um, Nick, which is, like, the fox in the movie or whatever, yeah. um, he has a line that says that, like, if no one else was going to see anything other than a shifty fox, that's all I was going to show them. Like, why bother be anything else? Yeah, like, why try? Why try to prove it? Because, like, I definitely... saw it also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They played it as a cop joke to get somebody out of the hospital. They were like, oh, he's a crazy patient, he's supposed to go here. And they were like, oh, you're crazy? He was like, no, I'm not crazy! Yeah. And that obviously, if you say you're not crazy, when somebody's saying you're crazy... You're gonna look crazy. You're gonna look crazy! Yeah. <laughs> There's no way out of it. Hudson definitely plays into this of, like... A lot. Um, And I think it's more of a defense mechanism for Hudson as well. Like, And this is, this is leading into another point that we have down here is, like, the dichotomy of Hudson yep. that we see. 
Um, so we know that there's a history between him and Grace that we don't know. Yeah. And there is, there's, there's plays and things that he says and yeah. the way that their, like, chemistry is that leads that he is not the psychophanic, like, you know. He's not as crazy as He's not else. a psychopath. But he is as dangerous as everybody he's says. He's very dangerous, yes. His but... danger doesn't go away, and he doesn't ever say he's not dangerous. But we need to talk about Hudson a little bit more, being that we haven't mentioned his voice and what it sounds like. He has a British accent. Yeah, Hudson's Because of British. course. For, of course. And, um, being this dichotomy of evil, yeah. but not. Um, this is actually a little further in the book. I actually have it tabbed for those of you that can't see. Um, it's on page 520. The quote where he was, this is, um, I will touch back to this part, Yeah, because this isn't the scene of like, where we're talking about certain things. But anyways, this one line is what I wanted to talk about, because he says, um, I do know not every monster is what they seem. Yeah, and that's, that goes back to the line that I was talking about with histories yeah, written by... Yeah, histories being rewritten. That's what I was trying to... But no, like, I agree. It's mm-hmm. it's very intriguing to see what people's perceptions of others create their character yeah. versus what their character and, actually is. And like, like I said at the beginning, like, I knew from the beginning that Hudson was... There was more to him than we were being shown. Yeah. Because, of course, like, you're reading this. This is the problem when you have one-person narration, is that you only see from, like, their yeah. perspective. So I knew since Grace didn't know enough, like, yeah. there was more to him. Um, and I knew that he was not going to be as bad. I agree. As he was being portrayed I think as. also something as a reader, now that I'm looking back at Crave, is the way they described Hudson would not make sense that Jackson was able to kill him. Yeah, that leads into... That leads into farther into the book, but yeah, like... Further into the book It of, makes a um, lot of sense. I think, I think Hudson... I don't, him kill him. I don't think Hudson fought back. I don't think so either. I think Hudson saw his baby brother and Which, thought of the like, wooden horse and was just like... Side rant, um, or side note, like, ouch. Yeah, ouch. That, my heart, oh. Ah. Uh, it breaks. <laughs> For both of these Everything brothers, breaks. they have, like a, like, a certain spot in my heart, and thinking about both of their, like, situations throughout these books is, like, it hurts. It's heartbreaking. The it's whole... The whole book's heartbreaking. Again, we talked about it in the first podcast with Crave. Crave made you craving more. Crush, crushed your soul, crushed your heart, crushed I every even, thought I even texted you, you. Yeah. I texted her, like, as I was reading the, I don't know, somewhere in the, like, it mid was, to end. Yeah. And I was like, this book is crushing me. Yeah, it's bad. And I'm scared to see where Covet takes us. Because... Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not as heartbreaking yet. Well, yeah, it's, it's titles not crushed, so hopefully it will be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, we also get, like, the relationship. We talked about the fact that Hudson and Grace were together for four months. There's obviously some past history there that we don't know about yeah. yet. He even, like, he, he hints at it a lot more than she does of, like, there there's being something between them. And actually, I think she does as well. Like, she mentions that she feels more comfortable around him yeah. than she should be. And it's repressed like that's there's a history and a chemistry yeah. we built in the four months that we were together that I don't remember yeah there the comfortability with somebody it's rare to get comfortable with somebody so quickly so like the fact that she was means a lot but mm-hmm. also we need to get a little we need to add a little plot because I know we're talking about a lot of things with characters yeah. this plot of this book is to get Hudson out of her head once they find out he's there everybody's freaking out because he can't be there they want to get him out she they take him to the blood 
So her and Jackson in the beginning, when yeah. they find out that Hudson is trapped in her mind, yeah. um, they take her to the, Jackson takes her to the blood letter, which is like, you know, this age old, like legendary vampire With that is like terrifying yeah. to everybody. Who hangs humans upside down to get blood. And like drains them into like buckets. Like she's. Yeah. Like, She's the vampire classic vampire. vampire. She's like Dracula vampire vibes. Which, and she's described as like a little old granny. I know, and it made my heart With like laugh. little like permed curls. Oh, the curls and the hair. And she's like so sweet. I was like, that's the blood letter? Yeah. That's that's her? She's all all terrifying. She wants to make cup this of is, this blood is, cupcakes. Yeah, this is also who raised Jackson. So it kind of, as we, we didn't really see her much in the first no. book. Um, so like. That was mentioned, her. but we didn't see her. Yeah, she was mentioned. Kind of meeting her and seeing, like, how she is. And it kind of gives you a glimpse into how Jackson is the way yeah. he is. Because, you know, he's cold and off-putting and emits, like, his power. Yeah. And all that. And everyone is wary of him for rightful reasons. Both of the Vega brothers are, like, you know. Very everyone's true. like, I don't know. <laughs> They're dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we mentioned before, this book is like Goblet of Fire. We haven't explained why. So in this book, to get Hudson out after they meet with the blood letter, the blood letter teaches Grace because before this, mm-hmm. right before all of this happened, Grace's body was actually being taken over. She woke up in the middle of her bed covered in blood and had no idea what happened. Yeah. Apparently, the character Cole was found in the infirmary due to lost amount of blood. This is the werewolf. Cole is the werewolf yeah. alpha in this school, by the way. So yes. no one liked Cole. He was a douche somehow, in the first book. Yeah, he was. Um, somehow she ended up like. Covered in blood. Yeah, almost draining him. Yeah. Um, and then there's a witch artifact that goes missing from the library as well, and it turns out it was Grace. Yep. So she's Tur- being body snatched by yeah. Hudson at this point. Body snatched by Hudson, but apparently Hudson was working on a plan because he was snatching and stealing things for a reason. Yeah, we all just think at this point that Hudson's just being evil. Yeah. Evil little Hudson. But then the blood letter tells us that, like, they need four items, one yep. being... A witch artifact, a, wolf uh, a tooth. tooth from a canine tooth from a, an alpha werewolf. Yep. And then there is a bloodstone from a vampire. And a dragon bone. And then a dragon bone. And these are the four items that would just get Hudson out of her head. Yes. But as we've all said, everyone is terrified of Hudson. Yep. And he's too powerful. And they want to remove his powers. So they want to strip him of his powers and make him human before they get her, him out of Grace's head, which yep. requires. A heartstone. Yeah, which is with the unkillable beast. And mm-hmm. the unkillable beast is protecting the heartstone. So this is, that's like the main plot, like you yeah. said. Is we're trying to get these items to get Hudson out of her head and human. Yep. And the blood letter said that they didn't need to worry about the vampire stone or whatever. The, what was that one called? The, the bloodstone. Blood they didn't have to worry about the bloodstone because she, was, she would find a way for them to yeah. get it. Which turns out the school, Tadamir, has a traditional game yeah. each year which the Ladaris. yeah i was gonna let you pronounce that because i know i was <laughs> I gonna mispronounce it pronounced. well i'm not gonna attempt to because it's gonna be worse so they do this game every year which we can describe do you want to describe the game a little um so i don't know it kind of reminds me of quidditch almost it is it's very similar to harry, there harry potter no flat, there's no brooms or anything no. um but there is like so i guess another thing we should say is the entire book takes place in two weeks yeah, it's two it's weeks. very fast paced. So we're gonna jump around. You need to read the book to get all yeah. the details. We're not going to ever be able to and encompass have, everything like, she they, did. They have 
like three quests going on in this book. Yeah. So they're trying to get Hudson out of her head, and they they do that. They got to go and get the hearts, a bunch of things. Yeah, they have to get the heart stone, the blood stone, the dragon bone. Which, in order to what they did, they got the dragon bone, the blood stone, the heart stone. Yes. So while they are, you know, formulating plans to get the items they need. Um, they're also training for the Godaris tournament. Yes. Which Grace and her friends, I think I wrote down our entire friend group on here. Yes. Macy, um, Jackson, Becky, Eden, Flint, Xavier, Gwen, and Hudson. Yeah. And so a few of these characters we did talk about in the last one, the new ones that we have been introduced to, um, Eden is another dragon. Yes. Um, Xavier is a wolf that is kind of interested in Macy. And then Gwen is one of macy's witch friends yes so we have a couple extra new characters three um yeah that are in this and so they're all training for this tournament because they want to win and then this is where we get the capture for the tournament and why it makes it so vital to the story yeah is the prize for winning this year's tournament is a bloodstone which is rare normally it's just a trophy Mm -hmm. and bragging rights yeah this year Tell them we're almost done. Hello. Where's Bubby's what? In a giant box on the couch. No, they're they're his size, babe. They're a big box on the couch. They're open. Love you, bye. All right, almost Man. done. Ladaris game. Yeah, um, and this is not even just a normal bloodstone either. It's one from Hudson himself. Yeah, it's Hudson's bloodstone. Yep, we love that. One from the royal vampire court. The king and queen vampires themselves. Yep. This, which... the, what, the, what is it? The, not the circle. Is it the circle? The circle is yeah. like the leading the leading group. Yep. Um, so there's a king and queen from each like court. So there's the dragon court. Which is Flint's um, parents. Which we find out is Flint's parents. And then there's the vampire court. Which is and... Hudson and Jackson's parents. Mm-hmm. And then there's the witches, I think. Which we don't know who they are. We don't really. They're not. They're touched not on a little yeah. bit, but not really. And, and so then, neither are the wolves. And then the wolves. Yeah. But there's four. Yeah. So that's, that's the groups. And obviously the circle came down at one point for the Ladars. They games. did. They, they came down for the tournament. Yeah. Um, and also so to introduce that, the bloodstone too. Yeah. So Cyrus, King Cyrus, and Queen Delilah. Yeah. These are going to be recurring names. I think for a lot of the books. <laughs> um, mm. But that is Hudson and Jackson's parents, the Vampire King and Queen. They are holy cow. Yeah. We talk about their impressions. <laughs> so Cyrus is not fun. Like they were. Well, no, we'll I'll talk about him in a second. We just want to. We want to talk about. The, yeah. Ladoris game. Ladoris tournament. So yep. they come down to do that, and, um, well, I don't know. I think that's... Well, well I was going to say, what they're training for is basically, it's a hot potato game, very similar to Quidditch, yeah, where you're having we were getting at. to pass the ball back and forth. So the longer you hold the ball, the more it vibrates aggressively, it and the more it burns. So they said that, like, typically you get about 30 seconds of holding the ball before you have to pass it off to someone yes. else. Yes. And every player on the team, which I think there's seven. Yeah, there's a eight, lot. Right? Is it seven or eight? Uh, there's only two, four. It's, a it's the whole group. Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, so 
um, eight players on each team, and the ball has to be touched by every single player for you to win, for your team to win. Yeah, there's eight. Because I counted Hudson as Grace, and Grace is Hudson. So eight players, every single player has to touch the ball, and same for the other team. Every player has to touch the ball and then get it across the goal point for the team to win the game. Yeah. Now there's multiple matches. It goes against each group, but there's they're practicing. portals in this. Like, this, yeah. is, this is an intense game, too. Like, Grace's mind is blown from it, and I can also say mine was, too, because holy cow. Yeah. It was fast and intense, like Quidditch on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> portals that take you to different ends. If you go through the right portal, you could be on the yeah, winning goal or on the – if you go through the portal, you could be on the other side of the map, mm-hmm. and then they could win. Yeah. Now, it goes back and forth, but there's also the rule of magic, because all of these are magical creatures. Yes. They um, had a limit to how much magic they could use. So I think it was 10 seconds for any witch magic or any boost of speed, mm-hmm. and then 20 seconds for flight. I think it's... Was it 20 seconds or 30 seconds? I think it was 20 seconds. Because I think and it was 20 30... seconds for flight, 10 seconds for magic, and then 30 seconds for... Reset. Right. Um, it was like reset, reset was 30 magic. seconds and then 30 seconds also for um, ball holding. Yeah. There was lots of lots of technical but this is what they were training for the entire time. While they were training for this, I think the day before they were training, they did the dragon boat situation. It was the day before they went before yeah. they competed. Yeah, the day before they competed, they were doing the dragon boat, which Flint and Eden obviously figured out where it was. They went Dragon down. Yard. Yeah, and all of the time, while they're dealing with all of these crazy, crazy things that are happening, because they also have to deal with the unkillable beast at some point, um, Hudson and Grace's relationship is growing. The banter between them two yes. is amazing, and that's problematic, because she's supposed yes. to be with Jackson, and her banter with Hudson is too good to also supposed to be with yeah. Jackson. And as, as Grace is, she's the only one that can hear Hudson. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of starting to see, like, you know, he's not what everyone thinks he is. And mm-hmm. she does start to, like, stick up for him a little bit more in their, like, friend group. And she's yeah. like, you know, he's like, you know, I don't think this is right. And then Grace is also, which I just found this out today in my reading, so I won't say anything about it because I'm a little further along. But Grace in herself is, um, she has this, like, ethics, like, this morality yeah. question within her about stripping Hudson of his power. And I agree. I think that's fair. I think it, I think too, like they're playing God over his life of like, they already played God, bringing him back. You know, they're trying to play God again, to strip of him of who he is. Leah played God, bringing him back. None of them were involved in it. But yeah, now they're deciding that he's too powerful. He's too evil. So we're going to strip him of his entire identity. And I mean, when you, she, the way you've, Grace posed it in her own mind, like, really put it in perspective of, like, you know, this is the only thing he's ever known. And just throw him into a world that he would not be comfortable with and, like, his entire identity being gone. Just crazy. Like, that's that's deep. And And, dangerous. how do they get to make that decision? But, um, so she's struggling with this of, like, you know, I don't think we should do this. It's not right. And I also don't think, like, you know, he deserves it. Yeah. Which everyone else is like, no, he deserves it. Yeah, they're he's all too like, powerful to be trusted. He's, he's not worth it. Um, right. And Jackson is like the number one supporter on this idea of like, don't trust Hudson. And no matter what. As this is happening and Grace is starting to trust Hudson more, Grace and Jackson's relationship is really rocky throughout And this. really bad. Because Jackson is kind of being controlling. And, you know, he's like. Um, he's trying to protect 
her. He's trying to protect her, you know. Um, Grace doesn't want to be protected. She's very much adamant on, we need to stick up for each other. Yeah. Like, I'm beside you, not behind you. There is a, to her, she's, like, fighting for a partnership with her mate instead of being beneath and hidden. This is, I'm going to keep referencing Akatar with this. I know. This is a, like. Tamlin move. A Tamlin. But Jackson is not, like, a complete dickhead like Tamlin was. No. Sorry. Jackson. Um, <laughs> hold on. I'm, we're going to pause for just a second. Okay. I want to make sure we're still recording. I know we are, but I just. <laughs> We've been uh, scarred too many times. <laughs> Stop recording. No, we're good. Oh. It was like there is a point in this where I just got like I just need to finish saying something that I have to like before we go into the next thing. It's better that we figured it out now than like when we're done. realize like how back and forth this was gonna be because it all happens at like the same time it's hard yeah. to like talk about it chronologically yeah there's no chronological no chronological with this chronological? like you just gotta read it before you yeah, this makes sense <laughs> up and running sorry had a feeling that our video cut out and it, i don't think it did but in case it did i had a feeling so i went and checked we got it covered we got it covered we fixed the issue so we don't have to re-record anything because we don't like doing that because i feel like it takes away the natural feeling of the conversation yeah definitely all right so we were talking about um everything being so fast-paced everything going from different places because not only in this whole book are we jumping from situation after situation after situation we're also doing constant conversation imagine having someone in your head 24 7 yeah. talking to you so grace is constantly talking to hudson and she finds it very hard to just ignore him yep because he knows how to push like all of her buttons to the point that she can't yep. um 
which leads into like we which we were talking about problems with Jackson and Grace. Yes. This is a big problem is that Grace cannot be one hundred percent with Jackson at any and given he moment. Can't stand it, I don't think. No. Like he does a pretty good job of trying to be understanding, but this is like the brother that he killed, so you know Yeah, it's probably it's really bothering him. Well not only imagine imagine having your significant other with someone that you killed, who is yeah. your, who you know is dangerous to your perception, that is stuck in their head, who also you know is handsome as heck because he was your brother. And mm. I know you, I, I, I can mm. say siblings don't notice that other siblings are attractive, and that's bullshit. Just saying it. Bullshinaki. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you can admit, you can admit that your significant that other is attractive. Like your you sibling can is attractive. You admit that they're attractive without it being weird. weird. It's not that you're like, I'm attracted to them, but like, no, they're just attractive people. Like, my sister is gorgeous. My brother is handsome. I don't think that's weird to say. No, it's not. I don't think but, so. But, like, obviously Jackson had to know and that his girlfriend, who is not related to either of them, has a very attractive, cunning, and what's the word that I want to use? Um, manipulative person in his yeah. perception stuck in her head. So this is like a Ted Bundy situation to Jackson where he's attractive He's cunning. He's charming. Yeah. He's um, manipulative, manipulative is a big word, I yeah. think, with Jackson in relation to Hudson. Um, and he, a power of Hudson that we haven't touched on is manipulation. manipulation. Hudson can manipulate what, like, he can make people do what he wants them yeah. to do, which is a big thing with Jackson. Is like, this power is too untrustworthy. Yeah. He can't do this. Um, he can't be allowed to have this. And so... Jackson and Grace are really struggling. They're on the rocks. Jackson wants to still protect her because yeah. in his mind, she's still Needs a defenseless protection. human yeah. girl that he, it's his job to protect. But Grace is fighting back on this because she's a fatty gargoyle now yep. that has all these cool powers and that um, people are rightfully afraid of because yes. she is, holy cow. She has a lot of powers. Miss Grace. Which we haven't even talked about, but this is a great segue into because there's so much happening in this book. She's also learning about her powers, her abilities, and her ability to do things. She's gone to the library. She's tried studying. Some stuff happened while she was trying to study. Mm -hmm. A lot of it, I think, is just hands-on, like trial and error yeah, that a lot she of really hands -on. finds out. Um, flying, training with Flint. There's a lot of cool dragon scenes in this book yeah. that you definitely should read. But she is learning about all of her powers. We have flight. We have, she has horn. She can channel magic. Channeling magic. She's immune to magic. So dragons and witches can't use magic on her. Mm -hmm. She's immune to a vampire bite if she is in gargoyle form. Um, and werewolf bites too. Yeah, as well as werewolf bites in gargoyle form. She has the ability to heal. She has the ability to... What is the other one? Turn others into stone? Like, there's so many things. in the Ladaris tournament, which was a freaking crazy cool way to moment. find out, too. It was awesome. Which definitely read, but yeah. she, she, she did some crazy stuff and impressed a lot of people in those games. Grace really starts to grow as a character in this yeah. book. Like, I know I had mentioned before that, like, she wasn't, like, I don't know. I respected her in the first book, but now looking back, like, she was um, a little wallowing. I think yeah. in the first book, but also I think I think Jackson was too. But she's really coming into herself in this book yeah. and her powers and like, you know, finding herself again after the grief and trauma that she's been through with losing her parents and moving and all of this. She's really starting to come out on the other side, and a lot of it, a lot of it is also coming out from 
Hudson pushing her. Oh yeah, Hudson's helping her. She's starting all of it. to get a backbone. Yeah, and she does not let these men push her around anymore. <laughs> no, which we need. We love that. So with all of this happening, again, please go read the book. There's no way we could touch we're everything be a little in this jumpy. book. Well, not only a little jumpy, but we're gonna. We can't describe everything because Tracy's an amazing writer yes. to put everything into words. We are definitely not doing this justice. No, we're just doing what what we feel from the book, and I think mm-hmm. that's important because like there's so yeah. much happening and it's all so fast paced, but it's an amazing book, and I was captivated the entire time. Oh yeah, same. I it kept me on the edge of my seat. The, like the pacing in this book was incredible. Yeah, from a writer's standpoint, it is. It is, like, it is incredible. Like, I can't yeah. think is, of any other words. It's just... is very well done. Very, very well done. Um, like I said, the fact that this all takes the span of, like, two weeks and all of this is happening. Yeah, it's, it's very, very fast-paced. So, we have talked about a lot of the things that are going on. A lot of the romantic tension between Grace and Jackson not being able to have their relationship because Hudson's obviously saying, hey, don't don't mess with my brother. Yeah, so Grace feels uncomfortable, so she can't do she anything She can't be with, with Jackson, Jackson, and that's creating a rift in their relationship because Jackson wants to be with her, but he can't because his brother's in his, her head. And then we have Hudson, who's bantering with Grace, who has this history with her, but she doesn't remember it, and he's telling her all of these memories, all of these things, and he, he wants to be with her. But then we have all of the situations. So we have the dragon bone situation, where the entire group has to go get the dragon bone and all of her friends, oh my gosh, are amazing. Found family into yes, immediate words. This this friend group like really grew <sighs> on me so much. And you get connected family. with so many characters. <sighs> yes. Xavier with Macy, they have a possible relationship and he's a goofball. Yeah. You have Flint who's always been there, who's like, Hey guys, we're gonna do this, we're gonna get Hudson out of his head. They're all willing to die. To get Hudson out of her head because they think it's something worth dying for to say a, everybody. Yeah, this is a big lead in, yeah. I feel like. Because I did, we do have a point on here for the unkillable beast. We can't talk um, about that yet. We gotta talk about the dragon bone. Okay, the we unkillable can talk beast. about the dragon bone. Um, what are we gonna talk about the dragon bone? Because it's not. Not much happens. happens in there. But, like, they go down, they go through all of the tunnels, they get into a dragon bone situation which they have to go to this boneyard that's apparently utterly terrifying and deadly and no one comes back from people do not come back from this alive and which is surprising because i'm not gonna lie with what happened down there i was like hmm i was a little underwhelmed too i was a little underwhelmed with the dragon bone one but i think i think we'll be so when we get there and they've all searching like this is a like a solemn place. This yeah. is the resting place for every dragon in existence. When they yeah. die, they come here. Yep. They don't get like a gravesite or remains of their no. loved ones. No matter how they die, where they die, the dragons come here. Yep. So it's massive and we really like see the size of dragons. Yes. In this and the fact that like they're huge. Yeah, like they are worried that they're not going to be able to get a bone out because because so big. Not only did or it have to broken. be a dragon bone, it had to be a, a intact, fully intact dragon yeah. bone. And so, we, when they're there, like, all these bones are broken and shattered, yeah. which is kind of weird. Kind of? Kind of weird. If they just match again, yeah. how are they broken? Um, But as soon as they find one, Everything. Hudson and Grace find an arm bone or something, yeah. I think. Um, and as soon as they find one, that's when disaster strikes, and we really see, I think, the true danger yeah. of the dragon graveyard. Which, out of all the things they did, is the least dangerous. It is the least dangerous. But, but 
everything starts to like shake everything starts to come back and then flint screw i think flint was the one who said someone's coming to rest a dragon must have died yeah and bones dragon, just falling like dragon skeleton is falling through the ceiling yeah. into this cavern and i don't think it's intact i think it's just it's pieces of bones it. are just falling into the cavern so when these dragons die they just magically their skeletons appear and they break apart and they fall into this cavern which i think is just so intriguing yeah, and of a situation for a graveyard, but it's like sad. it's so sad because Eden, who's also the dragon of Flint, also just had like Eden was crying. Yeah, Eden and Flint both do. And yeah. when we and talking about Flint, like I really felt for him in this scene because yeah. we know that Flint lost his older brother due to Hudson. Yep, yeah. like Hudson is the one that killed his older brother, and now he's in this to our perception place. currently. Well, he did kill him. Yeah, to Flint, we don't know yeah. why, but um. Other than just being evil. Yeah. But, yeah, his brother is here. And, like, I just, I couldn't get past that, like, this scene, like, thinking, like, Flint must be looking around, like, wondering. Which one's Which his one brother? is my brother? Yep. Oh. And that painful. sucks. It's so sad. <laughs> so, after the dragon bone, that's when we go into the, the games. And... Yeah. Immediately. The next day. Yep. They're beaten and battered and worn down from the dragon graveyard. Yep. And then. And during all this, again, Hudson's there the whole time, yeah. and including when she's taking showers, he's there. Mm-hmm. He's always, well, always present. They, Hudson they is had a an agreement. Though. <laughs> Hudson is a, you're making him sound like a perf. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying he was always there. If he, he was sleeping, he was there. sleeping. Like, if she was sleeping, he was in his pajamas laying on the floor next to her with a hot pink pillow. Yeah. That was the scene. If she was taking a shower, he was not watching, obviously. Somehow he's not a they perf. worked it out. He was, like, he made... Somehow, like, Hudson had a little free reign in her Yeah, I mind. feel like he just went to her memories. He when... went somewhere where he was not, like, looking through her eyes yeah. at that point. So, he, he didn't want did to be his gross. Own thing, which... He respected her. Yeah, good. He's very respectful. Good gentleman right there. Not the underwear scene, though. No. Hudson. That was a rakish gentleman move. That was <laughs> that was too flirtatious. Yeah. For, for a friendship, in my mind. You can't have a favorite pair of panties. If you're friends with a girl... You could not say I have a favorite pair of panties. It doesn't I, work. No, but I think touching on that at this point, I think it's okay to say. I think at this point in the book, we Hudson has said enough and done enough that it leads to think that more than friendship had been established oh, between Grace sure. and Hudson in the four months. Yeah, and there's a there's a line I have actually marked down pretty early on in the book. Very early. Wait, on. wait until I turn to it, and I'll tell you guys what page. It's page 193. So, first hundred, first 200 pages of the book. Yeah. This is where I marked it. And Hudson is talking about, um, who is he talking about? Flint and Jackson, I think, is where he's talking. He's talking about them. And he's talking about their brawn and them being, like, brashly stupid. Because Hudson likes to diss on his younger brother a lot. Oh, yeah. Jaxie Waxy is his favorite Waxy. nickname for and Jackson. He, he's not like Flint very much no. either. Um but Grace says something, and she says, you're just jealous because you don't have any brawn at the moment. And the next line is what I highlighted. Hudson says, yeah, that's what I'm jealous of. And I was like, oh, oh, there's a relationship history here. Like, he's jealous of Grace's relationship with Jackson. Yep. Like, wow. And it really makes sense, the fact that he won't let them kiss. He, like, is always present when they're yep. being together. Um, Hudson... And Grace had a chemistry Which, at some point. At this point, I had a feeling it. 
that they had a relationship. And, I did too. Like that was the, my first indication yeah, that they did. In their like, ghost whatever land. Yeah, I was like, were they just separate plane? Separated from everyone. So was her mating bond like cut off and that she didn't feel those feelings for Jackson when they were in that plane? That was a thought Spoiler that I had. Spoiler warning. Yeah. This is going to be a jumping to the very end. Why are you um, jumping to the end? Well, it doesn't really spoil anything okay. of what we're going to talk about, but this point, exactly. Yeah. Um, at the end of the book, Hudson talks about it, and her relation, her mating bond with Jackson was not there. Like, it yeah. was, it was, it was null and void. Null and void, yeah. Because when I thought, like, I didn't think In that, that it point. Because yeah. he couldn't feel it. So when he got back, he could feel the mating bond between him, Jackson and Grace, Jackson and Grace, and it probably shocked him on top of everything, Mm -hmm. which we also know during all of this, another topic that we didn't hit is that Hudson's been feeding off of Jackson and Grace's mating bond so he can stay alive. We didn't know this until like mid to the end of the book. Yeah, mid to the end of the book. And Jackson, Jackson's like pallor throughout the book. Like he is weak, he's drained, and And Grace chalks it up to just stress, which kind of part of it is. But also, it's Hudson feeding off of their bond and mostly feeding off Jackson. Because he has more power than Grace. Yeah, Grace flip, flips out on Hudson at this of, like, Jack, how dare you, like, hurt Jackson, like, feed yeah. me. And he's like, I'm not doing it, like, Because I want to. Yeah. He's like, this is, Jackson just has more power to feed off of. Yeah. And so, yeah, it still sucks. It's a, it's a sucky situation. But to the point where we are getting farther into all of this, when we go back to the circle with Cyrus and Delilah, Delilah. Cyrus wants to see the gargoyle. Yeah. This is before the unkillable beast. Yeah. And this is... I bef- think it was before the... Lo- it was before the Ladaris tournament. Before the tournament as well. Yeah. Where like he... right before. I think. They came... When they came yep. down to see everybody, they held like a big assembly. It was before it. I know. Is that when she challenged though? No. No. When did they... That, that's... that was at the that acceptance is... of the Hearthstone. Yes. That is after the tournament. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. That's what I was bringing up. But Oh, that's what you were bringing up? I thought you were bringing up the fact that Hudson freaked out in the assembly whenever... Because um, the vampire king and queen are really wanting to meet Grace and not for yes. good reasons. She gets, you know, the impressions of them that these are very evil So people. another backstory for Cyrus is he killed all of the gargoyles back in the day when they existed. He killed yes. all of them. So Hudson is screaming at Grace, hey, don't go into that assembly. You don't need to be around him. Hey, seriously, he killed all of you. What do you think is going to stop yeah, him from killing Hudson, you now? You're just a mean little girl, yeah. like a small little girl. And some of it, I think, isn't even about the fact that he killed all the gargoyles. Yeah. He does not want his, he doesn't want Grace. Specifically. Specifically around his father. Because he, he has been traumatized by his father, yeah. right? And Jackson was traumatized by their mother. Grace yes. even points on, like, points this out like both of the brothers have trauma from different parents yes um so both of them suck <laughs> we love that but uh yeah so he and even jackson doesn't want her around them um so we get the you know the they're whole not vibe. to be trusted and cyrus does call her out at this assembly when everyone's oh, leaving yeah. she goes and grace we're so excited to have you we would really love you to come up the stage yeah and she just she walks away they, sh- they have eye contact though there's yeah. a moment of eye contact Eye contact between and the where two of them. he realizes yeah. that she's defying him. Yeah. And it's a moment of like not anger that she thought it would be, more of like interest or in a challenge. Yeah. So then, she has their interest and not in a good way. Yep. 
And during the Ladaris games, they have the same intrigue with watching Grace and seeing all of the great things she's doing. I don't think we can do the Ladaris games justice by no. describing them, so I don't want to. It, I say you need to read it. Read it. Um, it's very a well lot of done. Stuff happens. And in the last game, um, they 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 end up winning the tournament. Yeah. Right. So they're going to get the bloodstone, which is good. It's um, what they need. They need four of the items. Now they have three because they already had the witch and they already had the wolf's tooth from Hudson because that's what the beginning part was about. And now they have the bloodstone. So now they just need they have and the all dragon bone. Four items. four items. Yeah. They have all four items at this point after they win the tournament. Yep. However, they need the fifth to get to Hudson get, back to human. To get Hudson back to human. And so they're going to this unkillable beast, which no one has ever lived through coming, like, through challenging. No one has ever yeah. come back. There's a bunch of very vague and mismatched, like, descriptions of it because yep. there's... No one has... No one has really yep. lived to see through this. And so we finally reached this... This is, like, right after the tournament, too, that they're yep. going to the Unkillable Beast. They haven't gone to the Unkillable Beast yet. No, that's where we're getting to, right? Yeah. The tournament's ended... And now we're jumping straight into the Unkillable Beast. Yep, so everything's <laughs> No rest so, for this group so of friends. So after the Ladaris games, before the Unkillable Beast, they are going to, as an assembly, to accept the stone. At the assembly, when they're accepting the Heartstone, the entire friend group walks onto stage. Grace is, like, hiding behind Jackson, and Jackson is, like, pushing her behind him because ain't nobody wants to see Cyrus. Ain't nobody wants her to see Cyrus because Cyrus is dangerous. Yeah. At this assembly, when they give over the Bloodstone, they tell everyone that they think it's in the best interest and the circle agrees that Grace has to come back to the vampire kingdom or vampire cave. Or the court. The court. The vampire they court. They say they're taking her back to let her, With her. grow under her powers under their protection. Because which... she, we all saw during the Looters game, she wasn't 100% capable of taking care of herself. Yeah, that's what they pointed out is that she was still depending on everybody else yeah. too much and that she needed time to grow which everyone on the circle knows is a bunch of freaking bs because everyone knows what cyrus did to the gargoyles everyone knows what this means for grace yep and he was the defining boat yeah yeah, so it's all kind of rigged against her yep and hudson is freaking and freak out so is jackson jackson's like um no you're not and he goes you better be quiet cyrus is like you better be quiet jackson starts to challenge his dad yeah but then Grace does something crazy Hudson, because of Hudson. Hudson steps in and says, challenge him. What is it? Um, What is the word he uses? Challenge him to inclusion? Yeah, inclusion. challenge to inclusion. Um, And so this, we find out, Grace just blurts it out, yeah. right? She trusts, this is, and this really shows how much Grace has decided to start trusting Hudson. Yep. Hudson. Because she doesn't question him on this. Well, she told really Jackson time. that Hudson had an idea. Yeah, she does. That's how she gets Jackson to step down and not yep. get his head bit off by his dad in front of everyone. Um, <laughs> they hate their parents. Yes. So, um, yeah, so she challenges for inclusion. And everyone is, like, struck by this, yeah. right? Grace doesn't know what she just did, and so she's telling Hudson to explain. And basically... She, um, basically Grace has challenged Cyrus for a spot on the circle because she's a gargoyle and she needs to represent her, 
her race, her species. Yeah, and there's a representation for everyone else, but not her. Not her. Because he killed them all. Yeah. So doing this is like direct defiance against Cyrus. And we all know this. So everyone is like, there's so much tension in the room. between this. Like yeah. everyone knows what's happening and that she is defying. But there was no other option. What is she gonna go be in a dungeon for the rest of her life? Or, or just get killed. Yeah. So this is the only way Grace is not you know, about to be tortured or killed. And luckily, in the in the challenge of the trial, we learned this in Crave, I think, too. It's mentioned yeah, lightly. Yeah, for a seat on the circle, you have to do... The trial. The trial, which Jaris was based off of. Yep. But it's a no-holds way of playing it. Yes. And so. it's also, you can only... You have to play it by yes. yourself against eight warriors. You can play... You with, can do with your mate. Yeah, with one exception is you have to play with yourself with one exception of playing with your mate. And of course Jackson steps up and says uh, he's yeah, gonna play with he her. He says he's gonna play with her. Um and so this is a point we kind of touched on, but not really. The pairs in the circle. Yeah. They're all mated pairs. Yes. So every ruling um leader in the circle is a mate. Yes. Um, because it is heavily touched on that this is impossible to do without a mate. Without mate, without help. It's, it's meant to be impossible. Because how it. are you supposed to carry a ball that's shaking aggressively and burning you alive? By yourself. By yourself for the entire game. And also, like, your powers. Like, it's meant yep. to be impossible for one person to do. And so, Jay, Jackson and Grace are now going to do this. Yep. But we have to survive the unkillable beast first. Yep. Which they still have to do, like, what, that night or something? Yeah, this is happening that night. So they challenge and they say you have, like, a day no, they, or two they days. No, have to do it, like... Yeah, and they have to be there at dawn or something. Yep. At like 8 a.m. in the morning, right at dawn. So there's so many things that happen so quickly. So now we're on to the unkillable beast. Now Xavier comes into the room, into Jackson's tower, and is telling everyone, hey, it's blocked off everywhere. We can't get out. Yeah, there's so since Grace and Jackson challenged, um, Cyrus had the watch and their guards like everywhere locked yep. down. Um, there's no exit out of the castle because they don't want Grace and Jackson running off, you know. Yeah. Wimp, like, you know, what is the chickening out of it? Yeah. You know, there's no They thought they would, out. they would run away and they would not actually yeah. fight it, which I know Grace, I know Jackson. Neither of them are going to run because going to do that. both of them are smart enough to know there's no running from his parents. But they still needed to get out yeah. of the castle. Because they had to kill the unkillable beast because there's no way they were going to win trial with Hudson with in her head. Hudson draining Jackson and her mm-hmm. of their powers. Yeah. So they needed to be at full level. So now they had to get him out. Like they have a they have a deadline now. Yeah, and this goes back to what you were talking about earlier where Grace was saying, Hey guys, we should not do this. Let's not play this role. Yeah. We need to just let's just use the four, then we have two days to be full max and we can Grace, get him out that way. Yeah, Grace is having second thoughts about the unkillable beast because she and Jackson have to be there at yeah. their best and alive and another thing that hurts me knowing what happens with the unkillable beast is also the fact that if they had done this everything that happened after wouldn't have happened and they wouldn't be where they are situated in the third book so we will we'll touch on that in i guess in a minute when we talk about this because there this next part is going to be if you have made it this far and like oh i don't care about the spoilers no, you care about this one. Yeah, it's um, bad. This is a heavy, heavy spoiler that we're about to talk because it's impossible to not talk about it. Yeah. For throughout the rest of the book. Um, 
So Grace and Hudson even, Hudson is begging her, like, yes. do not go. This is not worth it. Like, just, you have the items. Just let me out. Yeah. You have everything you need. And Grace is like, yeah, you're Let's, right. You're right. And she yeah. doesn't agree with stripping of him of his powers. So she pitches the idea to the group. And they all dead face her and say, absolutely Everyone not. says no. And especially Jackson. Jackson is like, Hudson's been in and your Jackson's... head too long. He's manipulated you. Yeah, he's not even taking her opinion at no. all. Just not discarding it. He goes, I can give you anything in the world, but not this. And I'm like, mmm. Tamlin line. Out but, the door. <laughs> I mean, we have to remember Jackson's relationship and history with his brother. And yeah. to him, it's a justified reason to not want this. Yeah. Strong but way of going about it. So Jackson and the others are dead set on this. They have to go. And everyone, like you said earlier, is willing to lay down their lives for this for this mission, my feelings, this quest. Oh, my God. And everyone has said this. So we're about to get into some really heavy emotional stuff in this book. So where sad. This is where everything, like, crap hits the fan here. Yeah. And um, so like you were saying, they we, we have to sneak out and leave. Yeah. But they get caught. Before they get caught, I just want to highlight this moment in the caves. They were going to Macy's hidden, like, hidden witch place. And they were walking through this tunnel, and there was a sticker on the wall, but no one saw it yet. And Xavier, during all of this, Xavier and Macy's relationship is growing. They're really cutesy. They're adorable. Xavier licks Macy on the cheek and everyone just starts, like, staring at him and, like, ah. And he goes, I was just doing what the sticker says look a witch yeah and everyone just starts busting out laughing it's adorable he does it to to, like release the tension because everybody is so high strung high strung because they just challenged the the king the queen the entire circle and they're about to go fight an unkillable beast which no one has ever like made it out alive from and it's just there's so much going on he's being so cute and he's doing everything he can to make it lighthearted because he was the lighthearted he was the he was the tracy has done a really good job of writing the friends in this yeah. to make them to where you love them. Yeah, Eden loved her. Yeah, just everyone. When she was she was MIA after the the Doris games because she got so injured. Yeah, she had like a broken. Arm yeah, or she didn't go to the Unkillable Beast. It was just the six of them, and they were really using Mecky for a lot of it too. Mecky is out of commission too. Not yet. Not yet, but he is before this. It's where we yeah. were getting to. But yeah, the Lickowitch um scene. Was, I just wanted to bring. It was that very up. sweet. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah, you, you wanted to forget about that, yeah. but I won't let you. So now we get outside, and everything goes to hell. Yeah, they yeah. get ambushed by the Watch, which is, like, the guards. Like, the Cyrus's version of the Order, but it's, like, an army. Yeah, it's, like, it's basically his military. Yeah. Which they call the Watch, and so they're ambushed. Aww. And um, Jackson, you know, is, like, giving him the ultimatum. Wait, we really see Jackson and, like, yeah. his influence and power and how scared of everybody is because even these grown adults that are like in military get up are hesitant to cross jackson yep so during this time while they're having this face off hudson is screaming at grace to transform into her gargoyle form because she's too vulnerable as a human hudson knows yeah are about to get like hudson knew what was about to happen so all hell breaks loose and they the watch starts to fight. Um, Flint's hiding Grace. Everyone's going everywhere, but someone lunged at Mecky. And someone... Yeah, they said that they don't really know what happened to... Because they were at a standstill before yeah. this. And then, like, whether it was Flint 
subtly shifting Grace behind him, whether it was, a, like, a snap of twigs or yeah. something. Something happened, and a wolf, like, launches at Mecky. Yep. Ouch. I love Mecky, so my too. heart during this was not okay. I wasn't either. I was terrified for him. I thought this was our first death. And I did, too. Because he gets his throat ripped out, essentially. Yeah. By... And he's just he just drops to his knees. Yeah. And again, I love Mecky. So much. Same. He's one of my favorites. He's such a good character. Outside of our mains, I think he's like my favorite side character. Yeah, he is definitely my favorite side character. And yeah. I think, I don't have, I don't know what my main favorite character is. Like, I love Jackson, but Jackson, uh, I think it would be Flint. I, I really like Flint. Yeah. I like mine Flint is, Hudson. Mine is, mine's, I'm. Who is yours? Hudson? I don't know, okay? <laughs> it's Hudson or Jackson. <laughs> Of course. This, this is so. When I said when we originally said, and I described this as like the Vampire Diaries, I meant it as like a Stefan and Damon kind of situation where Stefan hates Damon, but you always Jackson pick hates... Damon, and if you pick Stefan, then you are not okay. Something's wrong. Okay, if Stephen you pick has... Stefan, Stefan had you don't a know downfall. What a good relationship is. He had downfall. This is why. This is where I'm saying like these parallels are coming in because he started out perfect. And then he started, like, slowly declining into not such a great character. I love Jackson. I think we have a different type. Because I love Jackson Stephen so Stefan was never good for me. Jackson was great, but he's not a... I love him so much, but he's not my favorite. But I want everything good for him because yep. my heart hurts. You wish him the best, but... He's my torture... I have a, I have a soft spot for tortured lost souls, okay? Maybe call it, like, the Pisces in me. <laughs> I don't know what you want to say, but, like... These people, and I'm just like, I definitely have the I can fix him vibe. <laughs> this it's is why you chose my brother. Real. I'm joking, I'm joking. No, but. He's, he's great. He's he's literally the least problematic guy I've ever been with. Ryan? Yes. Yeah, he, he's My ex very... is a shining example of the I can fix him yeah, vibe. Yeah, Ryan's very chill. We like Ryan. He's like the most laid back guy in the yeah. world. He, yeah. He's, he's very laid back. My husband's great. I'm very lucky. <laughs> I, I had the I can fix it vibe and then went the opposite direction. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm vibing with Flint. I like that the, being the said, aggressive fire breather. I am stuck between the two brothers. I'm, I'm a Flint or Hudson. I love I love both Jackson and Hudson. And right Least now Jackson... favorite cult character is Cole. Yeah. Or Cyrus. And you guys can find that out if you <laughs> if you read the books. He's an a-hole. Cole was an a-hole for no reason. Also, well... I can I just mention Macy's ex, like Cole yeah. doesn't have like much of a reason to like care about Grace ever. Like, like she, there are slights to him like all throughout yeah. the books where Cole was like, "Yeah, I hate you. I'm out for blood." Macy's ex was like always fake yes. towards Grace, and then like the okay, so you're jumping way. I off, am but... jumping way off. We'll get there. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, they're attacked. And Mecky is, like, dying. Yeah. So, Mecky's, like, dying. Like, like Mecky's dying currently. He's not, like, dying. He is dying. He is dying. He's bleeding out. Um, but, luckily, Hudson teaches Grace how to use her healing powers on yeah. Mecky. She gets him stable and uses stone to ca- basically cauterize the Ca- wound. Yeah. She but Mecky is herself. no longer in commission and has to get sent to the infirmary. And he has to, what is the word? When they vaporize. Fade? Yeah. 
when he fades. Which also we didn't mention this earlier, but how Hudson got stuck in Grace was because he was fading when she turned to stone. But not as important. Yeah. Um, but Maggie has to fade back to the nurse's office. And due to this, their whole plan is kind of cut off wire because Mackie's power was to hypnotize. Yeah. And now they don't so have that. He was planning on hypnotizing the unkillable beast. Which would have worked great. If it wouldn't have even. If the situation that, that's, wasn't that's the fighting of the unkillable beast. It wouldn't have worked anyway. So that is, now so, we're out Mackie, we're out Gwen. So now we have Macy Jackson, Eden, Flint, Xavier, and Grace. Mm-hmm. We have six. We're down to six, going to kill the unkillable beast. Yeah, and so, which is a four-hour flight. Which yeah, they they get there riding on the backs of the dragons, um, and so yeah. Eden and Flint are already kind of worn down yeah. by this because they flew everybody there. Yeah, and they're at this like island location. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're at the art like the North Pole. Yeah, is where they're at. Some island, but it's there. a magic island. It's that's, magic. Like, tropic. It's it's not freezing. It's like tropical. tropical. Yeah. Um. And so they get into the cave, and I think after they kind of formulate a plan, um, Flint and Eden are, like, waiting in ambush. Macy is prepared as well with, like, a lightning spell. No, she's prepared with some kind of, like, stun spell. It's all happening again so fast. And then Jackson. Jackson, Xavier, and Grace. Grace go in as bait. Yes. Which also, at the beginning of this, when the dragons were flying around, they were asking if this unkillable beast is so huge, why can we not see it? Yeah, and they, they couldn't they did. see it. They were flying around trying to get a scope of it, yeah. and they can't find it because it's supposed to be like what, like fifty stories tall or yeah, something. Yeah, it's supposed to be huge. Um, so they don't find anything, and then they find this cave right next to this mm-hmm. waterfall. It's behind the waterfall. Yeah, and so they're like, "This must be the lair." if I were to be stuck here, this is where I would be. Well, it is because of the water. If mm-hmm. I was stuck on an island, I would want to be stuck near water. Yeah. Because... And so they make up, they all set up, like, ambushes yeah. as they kind of make this, like, last minute plan. Because their other plan was thrown out the window. We're on, like, plan D now in all of this craziness. Yeah. So within plan D, we have Mackie, Grace, and Jackson just walking up to this cave where they start to hear chains rattling. Yeah, and immediately when Grace is going in, she's she has what she thinks is her gargoyle saying, yeah. no, 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 get out, get out, get out. Yeah, like, leave, don't like, come leave, in. leave, don't go. And so she's battling not only Hudson. her thoughts, Hudson in her brain, and now her gargoyle, gargoyle is screaming at her to get out yep. and to leave. And so, like, Grace is, you know, already, like, shoo. This is a whole Everything's bunch happening so quickly. And this is a big, big spoiler about the Unkillable Beast. So they start fighting this beast. It's huge. It's 50 stories. The dragons shackled look like flies. to the wall. Yeah. The beast is sh- yeah, shackled to the wall by but chains. It starts out with just Jackson, Xavier, and Grace. Yeah. And they're gone for so long. Or no, something happens. And Jackson gets, like, thrown out, right? Yeah. And he goes back and gets the others. And then everybody's in there. Yeah. Jackson gets... He tries to use his powers on the Unkillable Beast. It doesn't work that much. He's just shaking the earth around it. And the Unkillable Beast hits him and throws him out of the cave, sending yeah. him away. So now it's just Grace and Xavier in the cave. And they're just trying to leave. They're just trying to leave and, like, stay alive because, yeah. like, stuff is happening and they're about to die. And Grace still has this um, voice in her head screaming at her to not die and to get out. And she's like, Duh. He's like, protect, protect, <laughs> protect, 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 protect. Don't die, don't die, don't die. And, like, all of this stuff. And she, none of it's making sense. 
And then Hudson throws this curveball at her. And he says, like, haven't you figured it out yet? And Grace is like, figured out what? Figured like, out I'm a little, what? like, under, you know, stress here. And he's like, it's the unkillable beast. He's talking to you. And Grace is like, no, that's my gargoyle. Like, this is my gargoyle form talking to me. And uh, like, <laughs> uh, the whole scene. So everybody at this point is fighting the unkillable beast, yep. right? And things are looking pretty grim. And I have this moment marked down because, like, oh, my gosh, it hurt me so much. It was so sad. It was so sad. So Hudson, at this point, has begged them and begged Grace to not go. And now, the entire time, he's been begging her to turn around and leave. Yep. And then things are happening, and he's trying to get her to believe him. He's saying, just talk to it. Just talk to it. And Grace is like, that's the stupidest plan ever. Like, this is the unkillable Which beast. Which was not, Hudson's original plan was we're just not, to talk to yeah, it. Yeah, Hudson had originally said this before they even formulated the plan and their yep. trap. Just talk to him. Yeah. And Grace is like, I can't. You know, like, we need to get this thing. It's unkillable. We need to fight it. And so finally, Hudson has, like, a breakdown on page. This is in page 539. I have it marked. And he has, like, this whole moment where he, like, she, he says, or yeah, she, he says, that voice telling you to go, telling you not to die, it's him, the unkillable beast. And she says, you're wrong, that's my gargoyle. He says, I'm not wrong, you need to trust me. And she says, I don't believe. And I think she's going to say, don't believe you. And this is where he, like, this is the moment that occurs to me. He falls to his knees and is like, please, like, I know I've messed up, but you have to believe me. Because you know? he just wants everyone to be safe. Like, yeah, he does. As much as Hudson was portrayed as a terrible character, he's trying to save them right and now. And he says, I know that's him. I know you can talk to him. I know you can stop this. You're the only one who can. Just listen to me for once in your whole life like you did when did we were. Did you skip were... over a word? Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of F words in this, in this uh, monologue. I was like, this is a lot cleaner than I remember it, but okay. Yeah. Um. And he says, just listen to me once in your whole effing life like you did when we were together. Oh, my God. Which oh is another, God. like, oh pointer that stuff was more between them than we think. But this yeah. whole scene was heart-wrenching because we find out that the creature, the unkillable beast... It happens on this page. ...that was like talking out. to them... Was a gargoyle. Was a thousand-year-old gargoyle. And... Grace had mentioned that when she was exposed to magic and, like, being hit with magic, she absorbed it in her gargoyle form and gets bigger. Yes. And so then they realized this is why the beast is unkillable and why it's, like, 50 feet tall. Because it just kept getting bigger. It kept getting bigger. The more people tried to kill it, the stronger and bigger it became. And so, like, Grace's heart is, like, now breaking because this is, like, her only kin in the world. Yep. And it's been tortured, chained up, and, like, you know, constantly attacked, attacked, and having to kill people in defense of itself. Yep. And during all of this, there is a scene that happens. It's I don't want to. I don't want to. You say it. I so don't wanna. after Hudson's monologue of begging her to stop, Grace is still not believing him. And then the unkillable beast goes for Macy, who is like trying to make them a portal or something. She's trying to get him out. No, she hasn't made them the portal yet. Where's it at? Oh, the beast turns towards Macy with a roar. And so Grace is flying as fast as she can to get there to her cousin. Because her cousin's about to die, right? Yeah. But who gets there before Grace? 
Xavier jumps in the way. Oh my god. And my he heart. Xavier takes the hit that was meant for Macy and I didn't even realize he died. I didn't either. I did not I have like a moment of denial. Like cuz it essentially says I can hear the bone shatter from where I am. I can feel his skull crack. And even as I read that, I was like he's fine. He's he's, he's a fine. He's, he's a werewolf. Fine. He can heal. He's just pretty broken. No. Like this is it for Xavier and this is where I realized this author is not going to pull punches when it comes to character death. Nope. We're just we're just killing them. It was I was not prepared for that scene on any level. Yeah. Nope. And as Xavier's prone body is laying there crumpled and broken, Grace throws herself in front of him and screams no. Yep. And this is when she starts talking to the beast. Yep. And when, you know, she realizes all of this. And, and... it's also sad because they don't beat the beast. They don't kill the beast because we find out it's a gargoyle and it starts communicating with Grace. Yeah, it does. And it starts talking. And this poor, poor tortured creature has been like through so much and through so much isolation that yep. it's driven it kind of mad to the point that it doesn't like talk. Yep. It's kind of like talking in broken, childish sentences almost. Oh my god. That was what Ooh. hurt me the most. It so. was so sad. So, at first he wants just out. He wants to go home, and they try to get the shackles off Yeah, the they try creature. to break it, but if they're enchanted shackles. Macy's magic isn't working. Jackson's strength isn't, isn't working. doing anything. Nothing he can't is shake working. Him out. Nothing's working. Grace tells him to come back, and then I think the creature asks why you came, and she told him, and he was like, you need, you need... Yeah, you need heart stone. And I was like, you need heart stone? And I was just like, I and can't. Yeah, it was in the most, like, childish, <sighs> innocent way I read it, it said it. I didn't read it as, like, a kid. For some reason, my brain read it as, like, a, like a, like a, I don't know. Like, when you give your dogs voices. Oh, like I, I felt like it was Cosmo coming up to me with his ball and going, you want ball? Well, yeah, when I and say I childish, like, uh... I don't mean, like, like, he's a kid. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's an innocent childlike way yeah like it's so innocent like a dog or a child like there's oh, he, he points to his heart and grace realizes what they're after to do. they're after the gargoyle's heart and she's like no 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 and then she realizes like she's like we can't like we're not doing this it's like you keep absolutely not like i don't care about like we'll find another way we're not doing this to the only other existing that no. i know of kin they leave. He's been through too much. They leave. They don't mess yeah, with him. They so say they're coming back. They leave. Grace promises him that she will come back for him and that she won't forget him. And so it's a really touching moment. My even heart. after this thing just killed Xavier, even Macy realizes, and Grace has a moment of appreciation for her cousin, because Macy realizes that this is just another victim of yep. Cyrus's like evilness. Right. And so he's just another victim. And like, they have this really touching moment, and Grace is like, I'll be back for you, I promise. Like, I'm not going to forget you. I can't, I'm going to start crying, I oh. can't do this. No, 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 so, no, no. <laughs> and then Macy builds a portal for everybody, and Xavier, his body, through her magic, like, turns into, like, the light of her magic yep. somehow. And so he's like, you know, oh, his, I don't know, it was sad. They transform, they go by life force transportation. Yeah. So she uses all of this magic she has. She channels it through Xavier and through herself and through the gargoyle. and Through once, all of them. They're all yeah. holding like a crystal or something. When they get back, 
everyone reforms and then they're like where is Xavier and she goes because it was a life force he didn't have a life to return he didn't have to. a life to return so he to. just kind of turned into the light yeah so he turned into light which is a really cool way to go yeah but I am touching. so sad. sad about all of it so after all our this, hearts being broken from losing Xavier and we all of this immediately jump into they have the trial 90 minutes to get back to the trial and be prepared the circle yeah, and be prepared for it. Jackson and Grace are drained. They are yep. exhausted. And so they just left Xavier. Everyone's raw and hurting. Eden and has tired. to go to the hospital. Flint has to go to the infirmary because oh, yeah. their bones Eden's, are broken. Eden's wing Eden's is broken. Eden's wing is broken from the unkillable beast. And Flint's leg was broken from the unkillable beast. So they have to go to the infirmary. Gwen wasn't there. Mackie Mace, was already out. Yeah. Xavier dies. And then Macy decides she's going to go get blood and food for Jackson and Grace. Grace. So before the trial, Jackson and Grace begin to start walking to the trial and Jackson's telling her how he's going to protect her and all the things that he's going to do. And he's just going to fade to the end of the game yeah, and have he was all this going to be win. over and we're not going to have to worry about anything, which also to mention, how was fading not the, how were vampires not easily winning this game? Because there were blocks on their powers. So they could only do not it for in like a new a, game. no. Well, this is why this is different. So that's why the Ludaris like, is based off of the trial, but the trial has no holds against it. But that's it. my question: with the trial, how did vampires not challenge Cyrus by just fading to the end? How were they stopped from fading? Does that make sense? No one's challenging him. I know no one's challenged him, but why hasn't others challenged Cyrus? Because he would kill them as a vampire. So we we realized very quickly that. Um, Cyrus kills anybody that's a threat to him. Yeah. The only reason Grace gets away with this is because she's a gargoyle. because she's a gargoyle and she's fighting for a spot of, for, of her own. She's yeah. not trying to dethrone Cyrus. Yeah. Cyrus would probably just kill anybody that tries. Try to dethrone. Because I was like, if a vampire was in that trial, they'd just fade. There's, yeah. there's, Cyrus didn't they're win not, this trial. He just faded to the end. Yeah, like Jackson. They're that's not a cop fighting. Out. The other vampires wouldn't be fighting for inclusion and they wouldn't have the support of the other circle members. Yeah. The only reason Grace gets this is because they voted for I under, Well, they tried yeah. to vote for it. I understand that. I'm just thinking as another vampire, yeah. you could just fade. There's you no could just there's, fade. There's no, there's the no game. That, there was Cyrus would just kill them. <laughs> but um, they have all this limited amount of time to get to this place and now we get to the next heart-wrenching oh, another, situation. Another point we missed out on is normally the trials are fought by the person challenged. They're, typically it should be Cyrus in this and mm. the members of the circle but they can also choose champions. Yeah, they chose warrior champions. Cyrus was going to choose like these like top warriors that he had. Throughout. And then Grace's uncle, the headmaster of Katmere was like, uh-uh, not on my watch. It's like, on my school ground, you're going to use my students. You're not bringing in Which people also, that are trained. Back backtrack. This this surprised me a lot from him because he's choosing other students to die in a game, but they made rules that the other students wouldn't die. Yeah, because all they of get the bracelets. other students had the magical. They have these magical charm bracelets that protected them from death. Yeah, if they got to the point of like a no no return. fatal injury, yeah. they would be teleported out into the infirmary before it, before it happened. So Grace and Jackson are. On the like a disadvantage here because they don't have these bracelets. No, they're going to die if they die. Yeah, they are in very real danger and because a lot of... they're fighting for a circle seat. So yep. they have to be proving their worth. But the other students, they don't have anything to prove. They're just yep. they're trying to stop. And them. all the other 
students in this situation were horrible students. We have Cole. We have Alpha. Cam. Yeah. We have Simo- Simona. Simona. Sim- Simone, which is another witch that we kind of... I almost <laughs> did. We had a moment where we were talking about characters outside of this, and she... You said Simon. Simon, and I was like, who's Simon? I said Simon so many times. It's fine. We're so now I'm saying Simon. It. But um, we had her, and then we had... Um, a couple dragons. A couple dragons. I don't... These characters that weren't mentioned before... They were like Joe Quinn and Delphina or Delphina something. Delphina or Delphina. I don't something know. Something like that. They were not that important. Not important. The only important ones were that we knew before were Cole and Cam. And Cole's a horrible douchebag of a situation on his own. And then yeah. Cam is also a douchebag. And then there were a couple more wolves, I think, as well. Yeah, there was like three, two, two more two wolves. Two or three wolves. Yeah. I think. They, it was three in total. Mm-hmm. So these students are all gunning after Grace. None of them, like, like yeah. her. All, Cole especially, like, she knows going into this that Cole is going to be bloodthirsty yeah. for revenge for her. And before all of this happens, because they are so tired, they get held up by Cole. Yeah, he outside. ambushes them. and Of the tournament, right before they get so, to it. So, this is a point that leads back. I don't know if we really touched on it in the first book. Um, Jackson had went in the first book in Crave. Jackson went to the Blood Letter for a spell to break his mating bond with Grace yeah. because he thought he was too dangerous for her to be around because he almost killed her with the glass and all yeah. that. Um, but he rips it up in the first book and throws it away because he realizes that it's not, first of all, his place to decide without her knowing about yeah. their mating bond because at this point she didn't know. And also he wanted to be mated to her. He didn't want to break it. Yeah. And then it also comes back into a point in this book that he talks about breaking the mating bond to get rid of Hudson so Hudson doesn't have power to feed on, which that makes Grace even matter. It, it breaks Grace's heart. She's like, how could you even, like, suggest that? Yeah. So now they get ambushed. They're all being held down, and Cole is holding a ripped-up piece of paper. Yeah, that's, like, been taped back together or something. And it's the spell. It was, okay, after the spell to get Hudson out, you need four artifacts of magic. This spell was too easy to break a mating bond. You'll, I don't think you've reached the point in the third book. Because it explains it explains this spell and everything around it. I'm not trying to bring out the third book right now. Was, oh, no, I, I know. was explaining. I didn't know if you yeah, had mentioned No, no, I, is, I know now, outside. but I can't know. I gotta edit. So, <laughs> LOL. Yeah. We, but, we, but at this before. point... This spell for me when I was reading this book was too easy it to break easy. the bond. It did not make sense yeah. that it was this easy to break an unbreakable bond that should only be breakable during death. So as a reader, you're like, what? How did that happen? Yeah. But Cole breaks their bond. He yeah. breaks Jackson's and Grace's bond, which is described to be the most awful, painful feeling that either of them have ever felt, including the pain of losing her parents is included. Yeah, Grace has never felt anything like this. Like, it's so, like, ripping yep. and devastating. She tries to revert to her gargoyle form. She tries to go and stay locked in stone, and Hudson is the only reason that she does it. Yep. He kicks her out of it, and it's like, you have to do this for not only the good of yourself, but for, like, the rest of everybody else. Like, if yep. Cyrus is not left unchecked, the world's yep. pretty much screwed. So, I don't think we're going to describe the circle trial, because we have this ludicrous game without rules. I think it yeah. needs to be read, because it's I don't think I can intense. do justice um, for it. 
No, it, and it's kind of hard to describe it without being like kind of like sports announcer and being like, and then Grace does this, and then yeah, Grace and does like that. reading the book. So, so yeah, I would recommend just read the book, get to this point. Read it. We're just talking about all of the moments that we. Felt. Jackson doesn't even get off the ground. Yeah, Jackson doesn't move. Jackson's just weeping, and he's, that he's broke my heart too. He's staying there in the fetal position with his hands over his head. He doesn't respond to Grace at yeah. all when she tries to tell him that she's going into the tournament because she's going in by herself which yep. like we said is never done this is done as a main never, pair ever and so grace steps onto the field by herself she does this all by herself but before she steps on the field she does let hudson out of her head she has all four she magical uses items the four items and she gets hudson out of her head yep hudson and we find out that hudson does something for her he does give her a Very gift key. he leaves his powers in a memory for her yes because he knows that she can't do this all alone. It's, it's yep. meant to be impossible to do alone. And he doesn't want her to die. So he leaves his powers willingly with her until she can give them back. Yep. Which, during all of this, after the tournament happens and she uses his powers and she walks to the end and she does all of the things she does. Yeah, she's one. It, yeah, she's one person. She, After a very long, intense battle between this all, she does win the battle. And... She has a dome. This there's a dome basically, like Hunger Games first. Yeah, like a the, shield, the shield force dome, field. the force field. No one can get through it. The magic, obviously, Jackson, Hudson, Macy. When situations were happening in this game and this trial, they were trying, trying to, get, to, to get to her, but they couldn't. Yeah. So at the end, Cyrus comes down, and he, he goes through the her field of cheating, and accuses her of cheating, and after. She says he cheated because this game, because he was like, this This game is rigged. You shouldn't have won. There's no way you could have won. And she goes, well, you you cheated by rigging the game, so there was no yeah, way to win it. Yeah, you broke my mating bond beforehand. Yeah. She knew she knew that Cyrus was behind it. Yeah. Whole, she put him up to it. And he does admit to it. Like, yep. Yeah. Like, he admits to breaking to. his son's mating bond. So. Father of the Year award. Cyrus doesn't even get, a, <laughs> get anything. He gets um, nothing. Yeah, and so the punishment for cheating is death, because of course we we know of previous to this that Cyrus has a something called an eternal bite that like no yeah. one apparently lives through. It's at all, like you know, incredibly deadly. One of the things that makes him a force to be reckoned with. Yep. Um, and so he does. He bites Grace. And then again, there's so much has happened. I feel like we've talked a lot about a lot of different things, and it's been going on for a hot minute. But after all of this, the finally they get through the magical force field or Cyrus says she cheated and then he kills her and he tells everyone and everyone's hooing and hawing that she cheated and that she's dying. Hudson, Jackson, Macy, Flint. No, no, Flint. Just Hudson, Jackson, and Macy get down to her. And Hudson picks Hudson her up. Hudson is the one that gets to her first. And he gets to her first. And this is the first time Hudson has physically held and touched Grace outside of their mind. So he's holding her. He's panicking. He's he, trying to get her to come back. Like, yeah. hang on, you know, like, kind of like, don't leave me. Hang yep. on. And then Stay she's awake. basically having, like, contractions of pain hitting her every few minutes. Yeah, another like the, the pain, of pain is worse, getting worse, I think. Yeah. With each, like, it's getting to, like, I'm gonna excruciating. Call them, yeah, I'm going contractions because it, I feel like it's a similar situation. It's like every five minutes you yeah. have another. So this is happening and Hudson has an idea to save her. But Hud- Jackson's like sitting there begging Hudson to give Grace to him. 
scared yeah, of him. Yeah, he thinks his girlfriend's dying. Yeah, he's just going to die. There's no way Cyrus thinks he's dying. But at this moment, Grace gives Hudson his powers back. Mm-hmm. And Hudson melts Cyrus. Melts he, him. He breaks, like, simultaneously with a wave of his hand every single bone every in Cyrus's bone. body. Every single bone. So he just kind of, like... <laughs> I, I just I just imagined like the puddle. Yeah, same. He just kind of like melts down. Just melts down into a puddle. And then Hudson also, with his powers. You can say it. Um, without even like you know, this is like this is showcasing how powerful Hudson is. Yeah, this is not a only showcase. did he like disintegrate every bone in his father's body with the wave of his hand. Without with just a thought, he starts bringing down the tournament like dome. Yeah. The stands. whole stadium. So imagine, like, Harry Potter Quidditch Stadium. All of that is just shaking and shattering. And yeah. people are running. People are Which, running. in this moment, Grace knows that Hudson's not hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. He's just proving a point. Yeah. And walking this is, away. This is an outlet for his anger and yep. his fear that he has about so losing Grace. they finally get out. Jackson is following. Macy's following. And Jack... Jackson and Macy are, like, freaking out. What are you doing? Hudson finally hands Jackson Grace. Grace. And they're having their whole moment. Saying and then, their goodbyes yeah. and all that. So my heart heartbreaking. I was, uh, I was in tears at this point. I was very sad. This was hurting me a lot. And we're at, almost at the end, guys. We're, we're, we're mm-hmm. minutes we're away. Not even probably that. So during this, Hudson is digging mm-hmm. a hole with his powers into a grave and he has i don't know remember if jackson put grace in there jackson put grace in there and jackson put the stones over yeah because hudson was like put her in and he goes i'm not burying her i'm not burying her while she's still alive and he said put her in and he put her in and then they said bury her yeah they started placing rocks over her rocks and stone and all of the things over her and then they were all freaking out and they had this whole moment and then all of a sudden, Macy, Jackson, and Hudson are like fighting each other in conversation. And Macy's like, "Guys, guys, look!" Yeah. And then we get panned over to Grace, and the stones are being absorbed into her skin. Yeah. Which, she, like, also, what the freaking cool power is that for yeah, a gargoyle? She just killed herself with absor- earth magic. Like Tracy, well done having the magic of the earth absorbed into her body. Cool. I like it. Not only during that, but we also found out in the Luteris games when you read that for the trial, for the circle, she has water abilities, which is also yeah, really cool. She has an affinity for all of the elements yes. as a gargoyle. There's um, so many powers to it. So she started to harness them. But earth magic kills her. Yeah. And then water and then, magic. But So this is the end of Grace's point of view. Yep. And then we have a chapter from Hudson's point of view, which is where we're getting this, I think, of Grace coming back. Yeah. And then Jackson and Grace are having their moment of being reunited, of Grace being alive. And this is where we end the book. Do you want to read the line? The biggest cliffhanger. I will pull up the line. Do you want to read the line? Because how can you not? So let's see. Hudson's point of view. Okay. This is the extra chapters in Hudson's point of view. Here's the actual one. Which I really enjoy this fact about the books. Side note, of there's extra chapters in the back of the book after the book ends from a different character's point of view. From yep. chapters from Grace's point of view. So you get to see a different side. It is nice. I like seeing Hudson's point of view at the end. Yeah, so let's see. The last, the closing line of the book. 
Yeah, let's see. Okay, so Hudson is thinking about the war to come and any everything. I'll read, like, the last paragraph. Okay, you go for it. Leading up to it. Okay, so it says, Because as Jackson reaches down to help Grace from the hole I created for her, he wraps his arms around her and presses her body to his. And I begin to see red, even before he leans down to kiss her. And every ounce of chill and emotional self-preservation I have goes out the window. There's lots of curse words in this, which I will skip Hudson over. Hudson cusses a he lot. He cusses a lot. He's a very colorful British man. <laughs> I like it. Um, my hands curl into fists. My fangs explode in my mouth. And through... Oh. And though there are a million other ways I was hoping to break my newfound knowledge to grace, the words come out before I can even think about stopping them. Jackson, if you wouldn't mind, take your effing hands off my mate. The end. End of book two. That's where we get left ah! off. Great. Now Hudson's mated to Grace, and Grace and Jackson were once mated, and now everything that I knew about mated bonds is out the freaking window. Yeah. I, holy cow, um, I would say mind blown, but I honestly kind of thought that something was going to happen with Grace and Hudson. I told you they were going to get mated. In yeah. Grace. I said we, it. I, she did call it. She I did call it. She called that Hudson and Grace would be mated. I kind of figured there was something going to be there, but I didn't know if they would be mates, because I didn't know if it was possible for someone to have more than one mate. I got thrown off, and this is something that I still think, going into the third book, this is what I knew in the second book, and I told you this, it's an only knowledge of the second book, that the colors of Jackson and Grace's bond didn't make sense. green and going into black. Is green and going to black, because every other string in her mind is a full color, and hers with Jackson and Hers was green and black. And I've never, like, if you're supposed to be one, you see, that seems like two, mm-hmm. not one. And they're not even mixing colors. Yeah. So, it just didn't seem very accurate to me. So, that is the end of the book. Now, we do get the bonus chapters that she did mention with Hudson's point of view. You get how Hudson felt when he was trapped in his head. You get some of the beginning of the first months and all of those memories. And it's really nice to see that part of Hudson. And then you also get the ending of Hudson. Yeah. So my heart breaks for that. But we are at the end of the book of Crush. Rating. Hmm. What do you got? I want to... Oh, I'm reluctant to give it a six stars. I'm five, definitely. Um, it's it's towing six for me, though. It is... <gasps> it was... Holy cow. I, is it not beating fourth wing? or oh, Not... Okay, okay, so this book in and of itself is not beating fourth wing for me. But it is up there in my reads like this okay. has dethroned several of my other reads so far this year it nice. is very good um five and a half stars i think i can give it i would agree I'm, with that i'm not sure if i'm willing to call it a six star read a i feel like if it's as you would say, gonna but... keep getting better i'm scared for a book to not be as good i am too and this book for me was it was i would i, I would agree with that rating about it <laughs> um so yeah that's my rating for it um i've I enjoyed it a lot more than the first, even though I enjoyed the first. Aren't we so happy that I was randomly like, hey, Crave is about a school. Let's read that book. I don't know anything about it. Yes. We can try it out. I am <laughs> sad to think of a life without this story. I know, right? Without it the breaks my heart. I would also give this book a five or a five and a half. Um, it, I would say it's near a six for me as well, but I don't know yet. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like my ratings for books are going. It's gonna be, it's gonna be hard. If if this is a full five star series, it's a six star series. Yeah. If, if every, every book, book hits it, hits where it's been hitting right now, it's a six star series. Like, there's how this, do you how do you, this is getting back to where I said it's yeah. as good as Harry Potter. 
Yeah, it is, um, I will say, like, it is on the trajectory to be one of my favorite series, like, it's of all time. It's very is, shocking. We talked about that in our last episode of having, like, um, our favorite series. This series, for me, is, it's getting up there for me. And if every other book continues on the trend that it has been, it's going to be it's going to be a six star series for me. Like I I'm I'm so sad for future us if it doesn't continue trending the way it's trending because it's going to break my heart to sit here on the podcast and be like yeah. this isn't as good. Normally like I feel like every series has at least one book where you're just like eh, it kind of wasn't it. Yeah. Maybe. Um for me like Akatar like we talked about that as well and you're pointing it out for those of you that can't see it. Um I can't believe you say it's that book for you. She's pointing at A Court of Wings and Ruin, which for me was, like, it's, a really good read. It's the end of A Court of Wings and Ruin and A Court of Frost and Starlight. Uh, okay, so A Court of Frost and Starlight is a lot of people's, like, eh read in that series. Which one's your eh? You not like A Court of Thrones and Roses? No, not as much. But for me, it's Silver Flames. Oh, <laughs> hold up, hold up. I wasn't including Silver Flames in this series. I didn't know that was an option. I, I retract my statement. It's this one. Sorry for anybody Sorry, that really loves Nesta. Um, I didn't know we were including this one. I think this is its own book. Yeah, Nesta made it very hard for me. Out of, I guess out of Fayer's point of view, if you're only counting Fayer's point of view, Akatar would be my least favorite. It was the end for me. But it did enough but, to get me hooked yeah. in the series, so I guess I can't say that. If it's, if it's out of Freya's, I would go with this one. I like these two more. Yeah. Thorns of Roses is a Beauty and Beast retelling for me. Yeah. This one was perfect. We're not this Mr. Fury. A Court of Mr. Fury is reliable to me. Wings of <laughs> Court and Ruin. I love me some politics, but it just dragged on and it okay, wasn't very I, political. I can see. I can see the fact that it did drag some, but there's it was so too many, much training. <laughs> there's so much. There's so many scenes in that book that I love too much to call it in this. For and me, then, it's, it's the most eh out of the series. And so. then A Quarter Frost and Starlight is a lot of people's, like, eh. But you don't to me, it. it was, no, you don't. But to me, it was nice to have a cozy, happy story. Like, I really enjoyed seeing everyone happy for once. That's fair. And it's the wrap-up of Faye Sand's point of view, yeah. which I can't believe. I want another Faye Sand novel so bad. This is, um, this is its own. I know it's front-facing. I'm, it's again, sorry to all the Nesta lovers, but I'm begging SJM to not do another Nesta point of view. I can't deal with it. Uh, let's not. Let's just choose not to. Do that. <laughs> or Elaine. I don't need that either. Please give me a, a gentleman, a gentleman caller's point of view. That would be great. I do want Asrin's point of view. As, if I have to deal with yeah. that through an Elaine book, I will deal with it. But. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think that wraps it up for today for Crush. We'll be back yes. with Covet in two weeks. Yeah. So next week we will have another kind of fun. Um, just conversational conversational one. episode and then we'll get back into the series uh hopefully we might depending on our reading ability to be speedy we might do covet and court together mm-hmm. if we don't read enough fast enough then we'll just do covet but well, yeah we'll you will we'll make an announcement on you'll Instagram see it on social media before we um before we have the episode so, so you'll know um how much you guys need to keep up with us if you're keeping up all right <laughs> I think that's all for tonight. Thank you guys for listening and joining. Don't forget to subscribe, follow on all of the platforms, follow us on whatever podcast platform you watch us on. Um, Don't forget to comment, DM us if you have any thoughts and opinions. If you are reading along, let us know. We definitely want to know where you're at and we can also freak out at the same time together. 
Um, yeah. Do you have anything you want to say, Lycan? Uh, no. Um, make sure to, uh, like you said, follow us on Instagram. It's where we post all of the things yep. about upcoming, what we're doing, um, and how to keep in touch with everything that's going on. Send book recommendations, as many as you have. I know we're doing the Crave series right now, but we once we get out of it, we are going to need some, some book recommendations. We're going to need something to fill this hole, I'm sure. That's oh, yeah. going to be left behind. Give us some nice breeze. Give it, I, I would like a breeze read after a series. Just mm-hmm. something to refresh the palate and then jump into a series again. Yeah. But um, let us know. And I think that's all. So happy birthday if it's your birthday. Farewell from us at Biblio Madness. Yep. Happy reading to everybody. Oh, happy reading. I like that. <laughs> All right. Bye.